Potential Tropical Cyclone 2. That's the word of the day. This is y'all talk with a southern accent, and we will put our serious hat on here for a second for our listeners in Louisiana, stretching into parts of Mississippi, Texas, Arkansas, and further north, as it looks like we are going to see some kind of a tropical storm slash hurricane heading into the weekend. We'll have more on that in just a second. This is y'all talk with a southern accent. I'm John Rawl. As we welcome you into this Thursday edition, we do have headlines, including information from the National Hurricane Center that we'll pass along here in just a second. Also, more headlines from across the region. Later this hour, we will look at festivals in the South that are taking place this weekend, assuming these aren't in the Louisiana region and in that part of the Gulf South which the weather may play a big role in whether these festivals will go on. We'll do our best to share some of the exciting festivals in the South going on throughout the month of July, courtesy of y'all.com. And in the second hour of today's y'all show, we're going to welcome in a very special guest as author Remzo Martinez is going to be dropping by. Remzo has penned the new book, Stay Away from the Libertarians. And if you want to read a good book that's got to do with young people, as Remzo is only 24 years young, and he lives in the Washington, D.C. area, he's got this awesome book, and it's the first book he's ever put out. He's already got another book already in the can, and he's ready to release that in a couple of months. So what a talented young writer, Remzo Martinez, and I have a personal connection to him that I'll share with you when we get to the second hour in our Buy the Book feature can't wait for that plus the first time at least in a while here on the y'all show that we've had a book that's kind of more of a political book to get to we're getting closer and closer to 2020 in the presidential race i cannot wait then in hour two we'll have our sec report we have a complete preview we know not only the coaches but we know the players that will be going to the sec media days in hoover next week yes next week it all starts monday media days for the southeastern conference we'll have some information on that plus we have an article out that projects wins for the sec and we're going to focus on the south carolina gamecocks as we know according to a computer how many wins will muschamp's team is expected to have in 2019 and will that put him on the hot seat we actually have another story that we'll relay back to you that is all about coaches hot seats and which of the sec coaches are most on a hot seat entering the 2019 season gus bus we're looking at you also in the sec spotlight today we will have a real treat for you sadly george edmondson died last week at the age of 97 now if you don't know george edmondson by his real name his nickname was mr two bits and he was a florida gator super fan that for decades went out on florida field before a gator football game in the swamp and did the two bits cheer and it was a real tradition that florida has been able to sort of carry on after he retired 11 years ago from doing that and mr edmondson died last week in florida and back in 2008 right when he was getting ready to step away from his role as mr two bits i had a chance to interview george edmondson on our sister show for the citadel bulldogs citadel gray line of which i've hosted or had a part in since 2007 and since mr edmondson actually was an alumnus of the citadel before becoming a florida gator super fan we actually had him on that show and in fact he began his two bits cheer at a florida citadel game in 1950 or 51 and that last home game that the florida gators had in 2008 
the game that he retired as Mr. Two Bits, it was against the Citadel Bulldogs, the military college from Charleston, South Carolina. And what a neat kind of bookend to his career. And again, I had a chance to interview George Edmondson, Mr. Two Bits, back then. And I'm going to let you hear a portion of that 2008 interview in our SEC Spotlight. A real treat for Florida Gator fans. All that ahead on today's Y'all Show. If you want to connect to us here on Y'all, our number is 803-816-1170. Our website is y'all.com. You also can find us on Instagram and Twitter. Easy way to do that. It's y'all.com at y'all show also is how you can find us on those social media options and then you can also go find us on a couple of apps iheart radio app the tune in radio app and the apple podcast app all free of charge search for y'all show and our little show will be right there waiting your free download check it out a great way to catch up with us we welcome your input here on the y'all show all right well let's get to the big story that's happening across dixie today and a hurricane watch is issued and actually there's been an emergency alert for residents of new orleans and other parts of louisiana as it looks like there's going to be a hurricane hitting on saturday along the louisiana coast working straight up at least the latest projection has it going right up through alexandria and into north louisiana into arkansas and this is going to affect a a large part of the south primarily the western fringe of dixie so north carolina south carolina it looks like for right now you're getting a break from this hurricane here in 2019 but the atlantic coast has been battered many times now what's so amazing about this tropical cyclone 2 which is its name and will likely be named if not already named is the fact that it pretty much came out of nowhere this is something that's formed right in the heart of the gulf of mexico it's not like the hurricane hunters have been tracking this thing for weeks out in the atlantic where hurricanes often begin this one is a gulf origination and the hurricane center said potential tropical cyclone 2 is showing signs of strengthening it's prompted the agency to issue a hurricane watch expanding its storm surge watch as well the new forecast says that hurricane barry a category Corey, this is our, it's okay. We, we, have, we know the name now. It's been named Hurricane Barry. A Category 1 storm will make landfall between Lake Charles and Lafayette this Saturday. A hurricane watch and tropical storm watch don't include Metro, New Orleans, Baton Rouge, or Lafayette. I'm, I'm seeing some conflicting reports. Of course, the biggest thing to know is if you're anywhere close to this area of Louisiana, East Texas, and South Mississippi as well, you need to be paying attention and come up with a plan as well. This thing is likely to cause problems. Hurricane Barry, as it's expected to be called when it comes ashore. Saturday, expected to be on the Louisiana-Arkansas line Sunday, and then into Monday on into North Arkansas and catching parts of Tennessee, West Tennessee at that come Monday. But please be advised, and now this is going to an area – that's already seen tons of flooding. In fact, on Wednesday, I had a conversation with a native of Louisiana who doesn't live in that state now, but go. he was just there the other day, told me he had never seen parts of the Mississippi River area flooded like he had seen. And this is all because of the flooding coming from in the Midwest, the, the rain that's been going on in that part of the era, country for a couple of months now. And now that's been flowing down the Mississippi and flooding large parts of not only louisiana but mississippi as well 
and Arkansas, and we, we've been covering this for a couple of weeks. But now because of this storm coming from the Gulf, Tropical Storm Barry, New Orleans and the Gulf Coast face flooding from that. So getting it in two different directions, very, very scary situation for our friends in that part of the South. So keep, keep your eye on the weather as we already know the swollen Mississippi River is close to the tops of levees around New Orleans. The Hurricane Center said a low-pressure area over the water south of Florida Panhandle is going to make Tropical Storm Barry become that to a hurricane possibly on Thursday tonight. So that is the case, and the forecasters are watching this in a very big way. Again, stay tuned to your local weather if you're anywhere in this part of the south. And again, not only if you're not on the coast, but be advised well inland of flooding. Now, this may be a major weather issue to deal with, but we also had a major major weather issue in a large part of the south. Today, we've had it on Wednesday and earlier this week. We've got heat advisories, and there have been scorching temperatures in areas of the Mid-South, Arkansas, North Louisiana, a lot of Texas and Oklahoma. In fact, Texas and Oklahoma around the Red River has been the area that's been the hottest, it appears, here this week as a heat advisory is it's been issued with these triple-digit temperatures expected. So uh, not only do we have to be worried about the heat and, and of the, the heat and the storms coming from the Gulf of Mexico here, but be advised of the high temperatures prior to this storm coming ashore in our southeast and even the areas outside of the path of the storm likely to have very hot temperatures. Again, do the right thing, keep your air conditioning serviced, and don't ever, ever leave a, a child or a pet in a car that doesn't have air conditioning. Please don't do that. All right, let's talk about something that you don't hear a lot about. America's forgotten dinosaurs. Do y'all know what that is? It's sturgeon, the fish. And guess what? Sturgeon were America's vanishing dinosaurs. They are armor-plated beasts, and they once crowded the nation's river until mankind's craving for caviar pushed them right to the edge of extinction. But now, in places like the Chesapeake area of Virginia and Maryland, specifically around Charles City, Virginia, you're st- seeing sturgeon make a comeback. Increased numbers are appearing in the streams of the Chesapeake and on up into the north. In fact, we also have seen this fish in the waters of Florida's Sewanee River. In fact, this is outside of the south. A 14-foot Atlantic sturgeon, which is as about as big as a car, was recently spotted in the Hudson River in New York State. So if you see something out there in the water, if you're in the south and you're wondering, hey, is that a dinosaur? Probably it's just a sturgeon. But this fish making a comeback in the south, which is a wonderful thing. Kind of reminds me of the story that I saw. I don't have it in front of me right now. I saw a video. Did y'all see that video? I think it was shot off of the coast of Charleston, South Carolina, of the sharks eating at the bottom of the ocean floor some other big fish. And it was pretty wild to see that. And then actually... One of the sharks was eaten alive by another fish, not a shark, but some other fish that you wouldn't expect to be eating a shark. Pretty neat. Google it. I saw it on social media somewhere this week. Worth the worth the look if you see it on YouTube. Sad news from the world of entertainment as Rip 
torn. A Texan has died at the age of 88. He was known for a lot of things, including Men in Black, and he won an Emmy when he was in his 60s for his work on The Larry Sanders Show. Rip Torn died Tuesday at his home with his wife and his daughters by his side. No cause of death given. His work on stage and screen spans seven decades, ranging from an early career of dark, threatening roles to iconic comedic performances later in life. Rip Torn, the actor and Texas native, dead this week. A three-week-old Georgia girl has died after a dog bit her on the head. This is a disturbing story coming from Gainesville, Georgia, as the child was bitten. And it happened earlier this week when the family at the home in Gainesville had a dog bite happen. And this dog, this child had it bite her on the head. The family dog at that encounter happened at 2 o'clock in the afternoon at the family home in Gainesville in northwest Georgia, according to the Hall County Sheriff's Office. Deputies were on the scene, and the family dog, a husky mixed, entered the bedroom where the infant was resting and bit her on the head. And unfortunately, she has died as a result of this injury there in Gainesville, Georgia. A husky mix. You don't hear a lot about those. You normally hear when you hear dog bites coming from the other ruffian-type animals, which, of course, a husky, I think, is pretty, pretty rough. Not often do you see those dogs, at least in domestic situations, but they, they are out there. and There's husky mixes all over the place, too, in my limited knowledge of animals that I'm relaying here to you today on the Y'all Show. More news from Georgia. Drivers on an Atlanta highway were bombarded by flying money after a door swung open on an armored truck this week. And it was raining cash prompted a bunch of drivers to pull over on I-285 near Ashford Dunwoody Road. And a video shows people spilling out of their cars to scoop up the bills and traffic lanes. And believe it or not, I-285 is the main loop around Atlanta. And after this video was shot, no one was hurt. A spokesperson with the Dunwoody Police Department said that taking the money off the road is most certainly a crime. They're investigating and says that they're going to need to bring that cash back. So if you found that cash flying in the air on I-285 this week, you, you better bring it back after this armored, cr- armored truck crash there around Metro Atlanta. Another Atlanta area story to pass along to you here on today's Y'all Show. The mayor of Atlanta has okayed a smoking ban in bars, restaurants, and even at the local airport. She signed this legislation banning the smoking and vaping, too, in the enclosed areas such as bars, restaurants, and in smoking rooms at Atlanta Airport. Atlanta Mayor Keisha Bottoms has signed the legislation, and it will go into effect on January 2nd of 2020, and it includes Hartsfield-Jackson Atlanta International Airport, which had been one of the few major U.S. hubs where people could actually still smoke inside designated rooms. But now that's going to change here in 2020. The ban excludes private residences and establishments that ban minors and generate at least 20% of their income from tobacco product sales. But Atlanta's going to be kind of joining a bunch of towns. Kind of surprised this hasn't already happened in the ATL, banning smoking in bars, restaurants, and even at the world-famous airport. 
Here is a awful story to have to relate to you coming from Anderson, South Carolina. 21 American flags were stolen from veterans' grave at a cemetery there in Anderson on the 4th of July. And not only were they, were they stolen, police say they were actually burned by vandals this happened at the forest lawn cemetery in anderson and when employees arrived work the day after the fourth of july they discovered the charred remains of flags that had been stolen from the veterans mausoleum according to a post from the funeral homes facebook page and the 21 burned flags were among at least 30 that had been placed in an area of the cemetery where veterans are buried and this one is a really tough one to swallow in anderson south carolina a very patriotic place right near clemson authorities in anderson county have opened an investigation anyone with the information is asked to call crime stoppers 888-274-6372 if you know who not only stole these flags off the mausoleum of this cemetery in anderson sc but burnt the flags to pretty pretty low down we have more headlines from across the South that we're going to get to after the break. Stay with us. And then at the end of this hour, we'll get you all the latest festivals that are going on in Dixie here in the month of July. That's on y'all. Stay with us. Blue Star Medicated Ointment gets five-star reviews from our loyal users for fast relief of the pain and itch of almost any skin irritation. Blue Star soothes insect bites and fungal infections. It really works on the summer rashes I get every year. I had psoriasis on my elbows. Blue Star worked wonders. Amazing stuff. Mirabet on and the itch is gone. Look for the white box with the Blue Star in the first aid section. Feel Blue Star work fast or your money back. Credit products are issued by WebBank. Member FDIC rates and terms vary based on credit history. Amazon is not a sponsor of this promotion. Offer valid for loan products 90 days after today. Other restrictions apply. See website for details. How do I feel? Awesome. Like a huge weight has been lifted off my shoulders. Hundreds of thousands of people are discovering the relief of a fixed-rate debt consolidation loan through Avant. I paid off all my credit cards, and now I just have one easy monthly payment with Avant. And I don't have to worry about the rates going up. Avant offers you access to unsecured debt consolidation loans from $2,000 to $35,000. When I saw Avant was accredited by the Better Business Bureau, I knew that was the company for me. Do you know how good it feels to only worry about one monthly payment? Experience the relief of a debt consolidation loan through Avant. Plus, get a free $50 Amazon gift card after your first payment is made on time. To check your loan options and get this free offer, go to Avant.com and enter code 5252 when applying. Avant.com code 5252. That's Avant.com code 5252. You're catering a wedding, and the bride says, Everyone is raving about the hors d'oeuvres. My aunt was asking if you do corporate events. Now is the time when the right business card is essential, and Vistaprint can help. Head to Vistaprint.com, and you can customize 500 cards starting at just $9.99. You choose the paper, the shape, and the finish. Whatever your style, create a card that gives you the confidence to own the now. So head to Vistaprint.com and get 500 business cards starting at $9.99. Use promo code 2424 at checkout. That's Vistaprint.com, promo code 2424. Welcome back. It is y'all. And again, we are keeping all of our folks in Louisiana in mind right now as we have the developing issue with the 
tropical storm expected to be a hurricane, please tune in your local weather forecast for the latest, and our thoughts are certainly with you. We pick up our news headlines after the break here, talking a little politics, and Mitch McConnell of Alabama in the news on Wednesday, and I said Alabama. Yeah, you heard me right. Mitch McConnell was actually born in Athens, Alabama. I had no idea until I read the story that broke on Wednesday, and he's coming under fire for his ancestry, and that's because this whole crazy notion of reparations it keeps brewing thanks to the wacko people that are pushing that agenda in washington dc and even some of the presidential contenders on the democratic side are at least saying we should have reparations there's no way that could ever possibly happen because it's just no way to actually fairly do it okay enough of the nonsense however mitch mcconnell He had some big-time investigative journalism going on against him by the fake news media, I guess you would say. And the Senate Majority Leader, who has spoken against paying reparations to the descendants of slaves, it's been proven that he descends from former slave owners who lived in Alabama, his birth state. And NBC reported in a story that it's drawing its own controversy. And this controversy is that McConnell... We're talking Mitch McConnell. Two of his great-grandfathers, James McConnell and Richard Daly, owned a total of at least 14 slaves in Limestone County, Alabama. That's Athens, where Mitch McConnell was born. And this comes from documents in 1850 and the 1860 censuses. I wonder if they asked them back then if they were citizens when they did the census back in the 19th century. The information was obtained after NBC performed a search of McConnell's ancestry In the wake of recent hearings on reparations before the House Judiciary Subcommittee on the Constitution, Civil Rights, and Civil Liberties. Now, McConnell has maintained he is not in favor of paying money to families of those who once were slaves. He even said, I don't think reparations for something that happened 150 years ago when none of us currently, currently living are responsible is a good idea. We've tried to deal with our original sin of slavery by fighting a civil war by passing landmark civil rights legislation. And he even went on to say, we've even elected a black president. Hey, more on that in just a second. Yeah, I I was wrong. McConnell was not born in Limestone County. He was born not far in Sheffield, Alabama, but his family moved early in his life to Athens, which is Limestone County in North Alabama. And then the family moved to Georgia when he was eight. Then they moved to Kentucky when he was a teenager. And actually, if you go to Athens right now, there's a business called the McConnell Funeral Home, and it was owned by McConnell's grandfather, A.M. McConnell, and it's still in operation there in Limestone County, Alabama. How about that? And so here is something that McConnell has said this very week about slavery reparations and such. He said, I find myself once again in the same position as President Barack Obama. We both oppose reparations, and we both are the descendants of slave owners. And indeed, back in 2007, it was reported that President Barack Obama, at that time a candidate for president, but Barack Obama's great-great-great-great-grandfather owned slaves in Kentucky, and that Obama's great-great-great-great-great-grandmother, how many greats is that? also owned slaves 
and McConnell supporters, including Marco Rubio of Florida, said the story was unfair to the Senate leader. This bad journalism, I'll say, going out by NBC trying to smear Mitch McConnell, which, by the way, we told you on the Tuesday Y'all Show, he's got an opponent, a formidable opponent coming up in 2020 in the race for U.S. Senate in Kentucky. But Mitch McConnell and the big expose coming out that his relatives own slaves, and it continues this controversy over reparations. Now, Now, let me remind you, and I don't want to give you the exact number because I don't think anybody really knows the exact number, but... I know that's one of the burdens we as Southerners have to face, that we were in the section of the country that had slavery, that wanted to preserve slavery at least for a time. And sure, the Civil War did have something to do with the issue of slavery. I'm not going to deny that, but it didn't have everything to do with the issue of slavery. If you know anything about the war and the calls and all the rhetoric that had been going on for decades. Now, I'm not going to defend the Civil War and its reasoning here with you but i will tell you that the majority of white southerners in 1860 the vast majority did not own any slaves and let's not forget that there were so many slaves in some of these states that they were the majority population i know south carolina for example majority black population majority of the citizens were slaves and other states had pretty close numbers if not mm, some, I mean, most every southern state had at least a 20% black population, slave population at the time of the Civil War. Also, don't want to leave this out, not a lot of them, but there were actually blacks who owned slaves. Yes, absolutely the case here. I mean, it's just a crazy time. So don't think that we can learn this in one little short, concise paragraph, our complicated history with slavery and all that but now the latest chapter is maybe in a long book of all of our issues in this country with this peculiar institution as it was called is reparations and the drumbeat for it well back to some politics from the u.s senate side but this time not in kentucky but in georgia and the democratic mayor of an atlanta area city clarkston georgia says that they're going to run for the U.S. Senate seat against David Perdue in 2020. Ted Terry is 36 years old. He's the mayor of Clarkston, which builds itself as the most ethnically diverse square mile in America. <laughs> Clarkston, I bet you're like me. Where the heck is is that? And Perdue, a former business executive, has staked out Big-time immigration positions since his election in 2014 and has become a close ally of President Donald Trump. And now this mayor, Ted Terry, he joins fellow Democrat Teresa Thomason and the former mayor of Columbus in announcing candidacies for the Senate seat of Georgia in 2020. And some people still think that the former gubernatorial candidate from Georgia, Stacey Abrams, might just jump in this race as well we haven't heard a whole lot from her in the last month or so but yeah there's going to be definitely a race in georgia for that senate seat in 2020 when senator purdue is up for re-election another georgia story here to pass along a woman in georgia had a person come up to her trying to be a thief trying to to steal money from her And this woman who was pumping gas in her car outside Atlanta last week 
was pumping that gas when a man approached her passenger door undetected and she thwarted the would-be car thief by spraying him with gasoline and scaring him off. (laughs) Pretty smart. Pretty darn smart. And the deputy of Rockland County said a Dodge Charger had dropped the man off at a gas station and picked him up soaked in gasoline. And what a very, very smart thing to do there. I don't know the name of the woman, but she used that gas the gun of a gas nozzle to spray him with gas and scaring him off. It scared me off. And then you'd really scare him off if you pull out a match. Luckily that didn't happen, but uh lesson learned would be car thief there in Georgia. All right. Well, that's a great story from Georgia about a woman doing brave things there to protect her car and her possession. Well, how about, maybe a little bit of an opposite twist and this one has a whole bunch of crazy twists coming to us from the upstate of south carolina where police say a woman stole a vehicle after throwing a snake at the driver then crashed through barricades set up for a pole vaulting exhibition and this all happened in greenville south carolina and the police there identified the suspect as 29 year old hilmary marino barrios And she was hurt in Friday's crash and released from a hospital earlier this week. And authorities say she demanded a woman's keys and then threw a live black snake at her. They say she then drove the stolen SUV with the snake still in it into barriers set up for the Liberty Bridge jump off. Is this out of a soap opera? (laughs) She's now been charged with carjacking, malicious damage to property and five traffic violations. It's not known whether she had a lawyer to contact for comment on her behalf. Police say the snake wasn't venomous and was released in nearby woods. Well, that is a very good thing to know. But this woman going to be in jail for a while. And I say lock the key up. Anybody that wants to throw a snake at you to steal the cars pretty low down, if you ask me. She, she got what was due. How about this really neat story? Remember, we're coming up on, what, uh, less than two weeks now, roughly? From the 50th anniversary of the Apollo 11 mission, where we landed on the moon. And if you want to see something really neat for the 50th anniversary of this, you might want to head to Washington, D.C., because the District of Columbia is going to celebrate the country's pride by projecting a 363-foot Saturn V rocket onto the face of the Washington Monument. This will be a virtual rocket. And it will appear on July 16th, the anniversary of the 1969 launch. And for two hours each night, the iconic rocket will grace the sides of the Washington Monument. And it doesn't stop there. The rocket will be joined by an extravagant light show on the night of July 19th and 20th. And a 17-minute show will recreate the launch of Apollo 11 and tell the story of the first moon landing, which includes a full motion projection, mapping, and archival footage there will also be a 40 foot wide recreation of the famous kennedy space center countdown clock and i've seen a illustration of what this thing's going to look like and sure enough the washington monument is going to look it's going to look like the rocket is right there in the heart of washington dc ready to take off that's pretty cool that is pretty neat to, to be able to project that a 363 foot saturn 5 rocket on the face of the Washington Monument. Again, this all gets going on July 16th, just a couple of days away, if you want to make your way to our nation's capital for that really cool event there.
And finally, here in our headlines across Dixie today, three vehicles owned by the king of rock and roll, Elvis Presley, are going up for auction. You two can make your bid with the Cruise GWS Auctions. The items will be part of the Artifacts of Hollywood auction on August 31st. And fans can check out some of these things, including a personal stretch limousine. And you can find the white-on-white 1973 Lincoln Continental Stretch. That's up for auction. Also, a 1976 Harley-Davidson FLH 1200 Glide motorcycle. It was the last motorcycle Elvis Presley ever purchased. He transported it from California to Memphis and sold it 90 days before he died in 1977. And the third vehicle up for auction is one of three GMC pickups that Elvis Presley purchased back in 1967 for his Circle G Ranch in DeSoto County, Mississippi. Two years later, his father, Vernon, sold them back to the same dealership, the auction house said, and they've undergone a total restoration. So would you like to have a 1967 GMC pick up truck that the king of rock and roll once owned and had at the Circle G Ranch in Memphis, or maybe that big old stretch Kyle Lake cars were so this was this 73 Lincoln Continental I'm sorry I'm a product of the 70s but man they they sure had some ugly cars back then I mean they were built like tanks they were built to last and I guess they're still holding up and that's why the king of rock and roll did that remember Elvis was famous especially in his young days of buying cars and giving away to sometimes strangers and to his friends and our friend Jerry Short, the teller of tales from Takapola once, he might have even shared this on our show, he bought one of those former Elvis cars. He bought his from George Klein, I think, many, many, many decades ago. George Klein, who we just lost, Elvis's best friend earlier this year. Well, that is our look at the headlines of the South, and we appreciate y'all being with us here on the all-Southern program that we call Y'all. Now, when we come back, we're going to switch over from the news to the festivals of Dixie. We've got some really cool things going on in our region that we'll tell you about, weather permitting. That's up next on Y'all. Johnny got a toy golf set when he was three, and from that day on, he was hooked. All he wanted to do was golf, golf, golf. He'd be on the links before school, after school. All he ever wanted was to go pro. And then, one day, when he was holding his grandson and thinking about his 12 handicap, Johnny realized it just might not happen for him. But you know what did happen for him? He switched to Geico and saved a bunch of money on car insurance. So that was good, and so was hanging out with his grandson. You're catering a wedding, and the bride says, Everyone is raving about the hors d'oeuvres. My aunt was asking if you do corporate events. Now is the time when the right business card is essential, and Vistaprint can help. Head to Vistaprint.com, and you can customize 500 cards starting at just $9.99. You choose the paper, the shape, and the finish. Whatever your style, create a card that gives you the confidence to own the now. So head to Vistaprint.com and get 500 business cards starting at $9.99. Use promo code 2424 at checkout. That's Vistaprint.com, promo code 2424. This is Shaq for Icy Hot, and I got a few words about pain. See, pain thinks it can overpower you, overwhelm you, but it obviously doesn't know you. You're not backing down from pain, because Icy Hot's got your back. Icy to dull pain, and hot to relax it away. So you can get back to running, throwing, kicking, swimming, cycling, crossfit, you name it. 
because pain does not get the final word. You do. Icy Hot. Rise from pain. Use as directed. I want to keep my heart healthy, so I get my cholesterol checked regularly. And when my doctor told me my cholesterol was borderline, I found garlic. According to my pharmacist, there's an ingredient in garlic that helps maintain healthy cholesterol. And one garlic tablet is equal to a whole clove of garlic, except it's odor-free. Yep, I'm doing what I can for my cholesterol, and I'm doing it with garlic. Garlic, cholesterol's natural enemy. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Use as directed. Thursday edition. So good to have you back here as we continue our little fun each and every day talking about the South. I'm John Rawl. 803-816-1170 is the number to call to connect with us. And thanks to y'all.com, we now know some of the cool festivals that are going on across the South here in the month of July. Let's take you to San Antonio for the B.I.G. Salsa Festival. That's July 18th through the 21st. It's the 18th annual Big Salsa Festival, B-I-G, in downtown San Antonio, right on the Riverwalk. And you can now check out the event at the San Antonio Marriott River Center. Features the best artists in salsa and zook and more. That's not just salsa as in eating salsa. I guess it's the dance because they have other dance forms. I have concerts and dancing every night and workshops in the day and daytime pool parties right there in San Antonio, July 18th through the 21st. Now, in Oklahoma, at Okama, Oklahoma, it's the Woody Guthrie Folk Festival, also known as Woody Fest. I think that is his hometown, and it celebrates the legacy of Woody Guthrie in his hometown. I was right on that. I thought I remember seeing that. The Woody Guthrie Folk Festival. By the way, if you go to y'all.com, you'll see this breakdown of the festivals with the links for each one for you to go learn more so if these interest you in the least go to y'all.com and find this article called festivals in july 2019 across the south up next is hey do y'all like zucchini well head to coal camp missouri july 20th it's going to be the 13th annual coal camp zucchini races july 20th think pinewood derby using zucchini yeah that is awesome if you like zucchini, who doesn't like a good zucchini? And this is the 13th annual zucchini race is going on at Cole Camp, Missouri. In Little Rock, Arkansas, July 20th, it's Shock the Rock. The world's largest Tesla coil comes to Little Rock. That is a unique event there, July 20th, the day of the moon landing, by the way. 
In DeRitter, Louisiana, July the 12th through the 14th, that's just right here, it's the Cajun Posse Mounted Shootings. What in the heck are we talking about here? Cowboy Mounted Shooting is a speed event that pairs the speed of a horse and the accuracy of his rider. The rider shoots single-action 45s from his mount, his or her mount, while maneuvering through an obstacle course of barrels and balloon targets. The balloons get popped with black powder ammo, which keeps it safe for horse, rider, and spectator. Only in the South can you find an event where you have people riding horses and shooting guns at balloons. Okay, the Cajun Posse Mounted Shootings in DeRitter, Louisiana, coming up here July 12th through the 14th this very weekend. Also this very weekend in Bruce, Mississippi. Hey, in Calhoun County, it's the 29th annual Bruce Sawmill Festival. It's a small town family fun, which includes music, political speeches, arts, crafts, and food. Say hey to my friend Rex Jarrett, Rex of the Cavalier Shop fame. And that's again in Bruce in North Mississippi, the Sawmill Festival, which by the way, that sawmill helped make that town become known as bruce it was the bruce lumber company that opened a sawmill fest uh sawmill way 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 back in the early 1900s i think so they decided to name the town after the company that that's happened a lot actually but uh, i know that happened there in bruce also in hartsell alabama cotton picking barbecue cook-off that happens later this month july 26th and 27th it is a kansas city barbecue sanctioned event there in hartsell just to the north of Coleman, between Coleman and Decatur, Alabama, the Cotton Pickin' Barbecue Cookoff coming up July 26th through the 27th. Also, also that same weekend in McEwen, Tennessee, the 165th St. Patrick's Irish Picnic and Homecoming in McEwen, west of Nashville, established in 1864. Some 21,000 pounds of barbecue pork will be slow cooked over a hickory bark coals. During a 24-hour laborious process, and it'll be ready for hungry lunch crowds on Saturday morning. Early visitors may want to feast on the 4,200 chicken halves that will be prepared by lunchtime on Friday. And if you plan to stay for the free live music and dancing, that begins at 6 o'clock in the evening in the outdoor bandstand. And if you want to try your hand at some Irish luck, try your hand at the numerous games in McEwen, Tennessee, Again, this started way back in 1864. It's the 165th. This may be the oldest festival that I'm aware of in the entire South. The 165th St. Patrick's Irish Picnic and Homecoming in a little Irish town of McEwen, Tennessee. Louisville, Kentucky this weekend. It's the Forecastle Festival coming up in Atlanta July 20th. It's Peach Fest, a one-day festival filled with peaches and all kinds of awesome culinary experiences right in the heart of downtown Atlanta with 70 food artisans, pastry chefs, and a whole bunch more. If you want to enjoy peaches, hey, do it in the Peach State in Atlanta on July 20th. The Scallop Festival takes place in Crystal Lake, Florida, July 27th and July 28th. That's just a few weeks. Go see my friend John there and check out the Scallop Festival. Coming up this weekend in Mount Pleasant in South Carolina, right beside Charleston, it's the 15th annual Sweetgrass Cultural Arts Festival. The Sweetgrass Festival in Mount Pleasant is designed to promote and bring attention to the contributions of the Gullah people's history, culture, traditions, and their sweetgrass basket art form, which originated in Mount Pleasant and continues to exist in the town and surrounding communities today. If you've ever been 
in Mount Pleasant in South Carolina, especially along U.S. 17. So what do they call it? Georgetown Highway, I guess would be what it would be called there. You see the people heading out toward Georgetown, toward Myrtle Beach, leaving Charleston. You'll see there are little stands where they sell the sweetgrass baskets. And they're not cheap. If you want a sweetgrass basket from a real gullah, you're going to have to spend quite a few dollars. And I've done that before. But, boy, they are really a neat thing and, sadly, kind of a lost art. Coming up this weekend in North Carolina and around Charlotte, it's the Catawba Brewing Celebrates 20 Years event. And we have a complete story about that at the y'all.com website that you'll want to check out. Also in West Virginia, coming up at the end of the month, stretching into August, it's the Appalachian String Band Music Festival in Cliff Top, West Virginia. That's, again, Cliff Top, C-L-I-F-T-O-P. WV, a five-day mountaintop gathering of musicians and friends with contests, concerts, workshops, square dances. Who need we need? We all could use a little square dancing these days. So head on to Clifftop, West Virginia, at the end of the month for the Appalachian String Band Music Festivals. I'm kind of jumping around all over the place with these festivals. Hope you don't mind because some of them are happening this weekend. Some are a few weeks away, but we just want you to know about it. That's why regardless of when it has if you want more info we got all the pertinent links at y'all.com july 18th through 20 in clarksville virginia it's the 42nd annual virginia lake festival this is a free event that's been named one of the top 20 events by the southeast tourism society in clarksville virginia coming up the 18th through the 20th and finally here hey gutentag in lutherville maryland july this weekend actually it's the 119th maryland german festival dance to the music provided by german bands enjoy traditional folk dancing and choral singing and you can lift your beer pitcher and join in the singing of ein prosit as your toast your gemut like your luck your happiness you could get happy and sing some good german songs in lutherville maryland this weekend for the they're trying to compete with McEwen, Tennessee here in Maryland, but they're only at 119, where McEwen is, I think, all the way up to 165. So they got a ways to go in Lutherville, but it's the 119th Maryland German Festival, Guten Tag and Vigates in Maryland coming up this weekend and that is a look at what is going on across the southland and you can get you go to y'all.com check out the article from the y'all staff festivals in july 2019 across the south and all those places i just mentioned have links and you can go see and learn and plan out your trip to go to any of them across the southland in fact i encourage you to go to more than one if you're able to well that is our first hour in the books here on today's y'all show hey when we come back in the second hour get ready because we're going to go to northern virginia and find remzo martinez he is a 24 year old author and he serves in the virginia national guard and he has penned his first book called stay away from the libertarians but it's actually a complimentary book toward the libertarian cause and we're going to have a great conversation with him and you're going to be very impressed i'm sure when we have a chance to talk to this up-and-coming author and political pundit remzo martinez that's up after the break here as the y'all show continues Blue Star medicated ointment works fast to relieve the pain and itch of almost any skin irritation. 
amazing. It's like as soon as you put it on, you can feel it working. We've had Blue Star in the family for years. It works on everything. I love the cooling sensation on my athlete's foot. What a relief for my eczema. Nothing worked on my dry, cracked skin until I tried Blue Star. Blue Star is great for scalp itch. Look for the white box with the Blue Star in the first aid section. Feel Blue Star work fast or your money back. Credit products are issued by WebBank. Member FDIC rates and terms vary based on credit history. Amazon is not a sponsor of this promotion. Offer valid for loan products 90 days after today. Other restrictions apply. See website for details. How do I feel? Awesome. Like a huge weight has been lifted off my shoulders. Hundreds of thousands of people are discovering the relief of a fixed-rate debt consolidation loan through Avant. I paid off all my credit cards, and now I just have one easy monthly payment with Avant. And I don't have to worry about the rates going up. Avant offers you access to unsecured debt consolidation loans from $2,000 to $35,000. When I saw Avant was accredited by the Better Business Bureau, I knew that was the company for me. Do you know how good it feels to only worry about one monthly payment? Experience the relief of a debt consolidation loan through Avant. Plus, get a free $50 Amazon gift card after your first payment is made on time. To check your loan options and get this free offer, go to Avant.com and enter code 5252 when applying. Avant.com code 5252. That's Avant.com code 5252. You're catering a wedding, and the bride says, Everyone is raving about the hors d'oeuvres. My aunt was asking if you do corporate events. Now is the time when the right business card is essential, and Vistaprint can help. Head to Vistaprint.com, and you can customize 500 cards starting at just $9.99. You choose the paper, the shape, and the finish. Whatever your style, create a card that gives you the confidence to own the now. So head to Vistaprint.com and get 500 business cards starting at $9.99. Use promo code 2424 at checkout. That's Vistaprint.com, promo code 2424. Let's get crazy! In movies, when someone at a party jumps into a pool fully dressed, everyone cheers them on and jumps in too. Just so you know, in real life parties, nobody jumps in after you. You just look stupid. Come on, jump in! Come on! Most party fouls are pretty dumb, but if you decide to drink and drive underage, you could lose your license and your freedom. Learn more at ultimatepartyfoul.org. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. We begin another hour of the show that's all about the South. This is the Y'all Show with your host, John Rawl. Good to have you back here on this Thursday edition. In just a few minutes, we will turn our attention to the Southeastern Conference, where we're just days away from SEC Media Days in Hoover. We'll let you know the latest as the SEC jockeys for position in Hoover and throughout all things SEC We'll have that later this hour. And then at the end of this hour, we'll continue our SEC Spotlight, and we're going to go back, way back to 2008, for an interview I did. That was 11 years ago with George Edmondson. Now, that name may not sound familiar, but if you're a Florida Gators fan, you know about Mr. Two Bits. And sadly, last week, Mr. Edmondson, also known as Mr. Two Bits, he died at the age of 97 and he had been a longtime Gator supporter, really known as the Gators super fan, as he led the two-bitch cheer before games at the Swamp for decades. And we're going to let you hear some of that interview from 11 years ago that I did with Mr. Two-Bits as our Florida Gator family mourns the loss of Mr. Two-Bits. And we'll have that as a little special treat at the 
end of this hour in our sec spotlight well this is y'all with john raw we have a very special guest as we start this second hour here on y'all we love to talk about not only sec sports on thursdays but we like to also bring on authors who pen great books now the author of this book hey it's a political related book and so it would have been perfect if we did play this on tuesday during our political spotlight but it's a book so we're glad to give it a little spin here on this thursday we welcome in a very up-and-coming libertarian and an author and man he's making me feel old we're welcoming in Remzo martinez who has just pinned stay away from the libertarians and the reason he's making me feel old Remzo, is the son of my college friend and i think we were in roommates at one point at the citadel in charleston south carolina and here his son Remzo martinez these Rimzo Martinez, I guess, Jr. is on and he is our special guest. And I am so tickled and so proud that my friend has authored a son who has now become an author. Congratulations, Rimzo. John, thank you so much for having me on. And thank you. You know, it was quite funny when the first when the book came out, Stay Away from the Libertarians, because my father got so many uh, emails and messages and texts saying, hey, I mean, Rimzo good job on writing this book. Where am I getting a free copy? And usually the response he would send back was, it's not me and you're not getting it for free. So yeah, it's, it's funny how the world works, huh? Well, I don't want to get into your father too much. This is your, your special time in the spotlight, but your father has been a very important member as all of our uniform members of the service are. He's actually, was he a colonel now? Yes, he's uh, currently a 20-something-year active colonel in the U.S. Army. Oh, man. I know he's been at the Pentagon, and just like all of our armed forces, he's uh, been all over the world and probably been in harm's way many, many times. And so I thank you, Remzo, Remzo, the elder Remzo, and again, all, all <laughs> of our service personnel. In fact, I believe that tradition's carrying on with you as you're in the Virginia National Guard. Yes, sir. You know, some things you just... You just get passed down through family, other things you have to choose yourself, and serving my country has been by far the biggest honor in my life. Well, that is awesome, Remzo, and we're glad that you are doing that, but you also have taken a little time out to be an author, and as I said, you're only 24 years old. You've already done what most people say they're going to do and never do, and here you've done it before you even hit the mid-20s, so congrats on that. Now, you are, with this book, kind of declaring your love of libertarians even though the name is a little misleading stay away from the libertarians how in the world did you come up with this name it, it was quite funny many years ago back in 2012 um i had a decision to make either fail a project or do it and it was a forced community service project i always thought that was funny when public schools tell you to go volunteer for a local organization but if you don't volunteer you you don't get the passing grade so it's really forced volunteerism in a way but uh in in many ways in 2012 during that election cycle i I had grown a little bit accustomed to our political atmosphere growing up right outside washington dc it was always something that you know a lot of my friends parents were involved in a lot of more government contractors or federal employees or some were politicians themselves so it was just one of those things i was somewhat interested in but I found myself a bit of a strange place politically because politics wasn't necessarily always spoken of at home growing up. And while my parents may have been Republican, I didn't necessarily know what that meant. So around the time it came to actually volunteer for an organization, I found a way to kind of, you know, get between the lines. I volunteered for Mitt Romney's campaign. But 
during that time, I, I became what, you know, many consider be Mitt Romney's worst volunteer. Before, I could knock on a single door, make a phone call, or drop a single piece of literature at a grocery store. I realized, you know, wh- where's all this Tea Party talk that I've been hearing about for the past couple of years? Where am I hearing about free markets, constitutionalism, a sensible foreign policy, protecting our inalienable rights to life, to protect ourselves through our Second Amendment? I wasn't necessarily hearing him saying it, and to a large degree, I couldn't necessarily tell if there was a big divide between Mitt Romney, the father of Romney Care, and Barack Obama, the namesake of Obamacare. So around that time, I basically just took the F on the project, and I thought, hey, I can move on past this. What that eventually led me to do was to basically try and evaluate where am I ideologically, because, you know, growing up in Outside of D.C., I was pretty social. I don't want to say socially liberal, but I was a bit more socially tolerant of people. My biggest thing was as long as you don't hurt people and you don't take their stuff, I don't care what you do if you're alive, as long as you respect my right to live my life the way I see it. And in terms of economics, I was always fiscally responsible. How can you spend money you don't have? The government can print money, but we can't do it. That's called laundering. That's called thefts. You can't do that. So that sent me down this downward spiral to understanding what libertarianism is, which is essentially an ideology that says live and let live as long as you allow others to do the same. You take responsibility for yourself and push that on others, allow others to be responsible for their own lives. And from there, it just led to a downward spiral between politics and media and everything in between ever since. Man, I feel like I'm talking to a better and a more loving version of Mark Levin here on today's Y'all Show. But instead of talking to that guy who he sells out the South, I have bashed that guy because they love some of these so-called libertarians. They love to use the South as their whipping board because they just think they can just bash the South and then in the old days go after Obama. And hopefully you're not doing that. We're talking with Remzo W. Martinez. He's got an awesome website you need to go check out, rwmartinez.com. And he has authored not only this book that's out right now that we're going to talk about in detail, but he's got another one already in the hopper. And I'm excited about that. But before we get to that one, we're still talking about Stay Away from the Libertarians. This is a book that I saw you had a signing the other day at a Barnes & Noble in the D.C. area. That doesn't come that easy to get a book signing in the nation's capital does it no you know you gotta grease a few elbows and make sure you're smiling at the right people but the beautiful thing is um you know it this area northern virginia especially the the alexandria arlington reston area even downwards to fairfax and manassas we have this reputation of being like extremely progressive, even when you compare us to the rest of the state. I did a lot of work for some congressional and city council races out near Lynchburg when I was attending Liberty University. But um, there, there's a lot of people here that, you know, are, are more right of center. They're more conservative. And what, this, what these opportunities always show me through having great conversations with people and meeting some of my fans from my podcasts and my other articles at numerous outlets is this 95 percent of America, I'm convinced, is politically apathetic. I believe only a small percentage of people are actually really committed to, I want to say, partisan politics, whether you're a Democrat or a Republican. That sounds about right to me. Yeah, I mean, the rest of us just want to pay our taxes, take care of our kids, make sure we're working hard enough to save a little bit of money and go about our lives. And that's a very libertarian thing. Ah, Rimzo, I know you're only 24. I think you need to simplify that. I think most of America, all they care about is... uh, what they're going to eat at the next meal 
and a lot of them are wondering who they might go to sleep with at night. And beyond that, that's about all they care about. Yeah, that's that's a pretty. I mean, that's 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 a better summarization of it. But that just basically shows when it comes to our daily lives, we're not thinking of how we're going to force our life, our, our you know, our lifestyles upon others. We're not, we're not gloating at how we're going to. We're not yeah. gloating at people like Eric Swalwell dropping out of the presidential race. Oh, did you get like a shiver up your leg when you saw that? Because when I saw that Duke Nukem dropped out, all my all my AR-15 yeah. started jumping up and sharing. <laughs> Rimzo, I love it. Now, I got to brag on you because I just watched the other day over the weekend. We have a couple of so-called libertarians, conservatives. I, I, I guess they are, but I can't prove it. I, I think I can prove you're pretty libertarian based on what I've already you you passed the you passed muster so congratulations Perfect. Remzo Thank you. but I, I saw the, the other day they were over in England visiting with my hopefully one day good friend Nigel Farage in England as he welcomed in some of the 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 people that are leading the Blexit movement here in America and such and they're like the millennial type libertarians and I just I don't know if they are or not but the point is. I'm just glad people like you who haven't even reached age 30 are very involved in the process. And how can we keep other young so-called conservatives or libertarians in your case involved in politics? Cause it looks like it's a, at least from the fake news world, uh, uh, uphill climb to get young people as compared to liberals involved that are conservatives. You know, that's a, that's a very difficult question. So I'm going to go ahead and ask it the best way possible, but, I, I truth, honestly, I think the best way to do this is to keep people away from politics, largely. Now, that might come as a shock for some people listening, but the biggest thing is this, and I, I've seen this through, you know, going through public schooling and then going to a private Christian university. A majority of the people that want to get involved in government see that as job security. They see that as a, as a ladder to power. And the problem is when most people get involved in our bureaucratic system, our welfare state, you know, the big giant federal bureaucracy that is our giant government, they don't want to see anything that could possibly threaten it. They don't want to see anything that could possibly downsize it. They don't want to see anything that could possibly devolve power. And the reason why is if people realize that they don't need as many of them, you're going to have a lot of people that lose a job. I think the biggest thing for millennials is to understand what responsibility is. Pay your bills. The, The biggest I, I want to say like, this is absolutely offensive, the idea that we're going to elect a socialist that's going to go ahead and just erase the student debt of thousands of Americans. One, what does that do for every, every, every teenager that signed up for the military for the post-9-11 GI Bill? What does that do for everyone that actually took a part-time job to pay off their bills? What does that do to our credit and banking system once you go ahead and default on all those loans? What we're doing is we're willing to pass the book to other people to devolve responsibility. If more millennials just understand, maybe I should get a job instead of going to school. Maybe I should learn a trade instead of hoping a piece of paper is going to go ahead and help me get further. Maybe I should save money instead of saying, let's tax the rich to go ahead and feed the poor. If they don't do that, we'll eat them alive. I think the biggest thing that conservative families can do is instill a sense of responsibility, individual responsibility, which is at, at the end of the day, the backbone of our society you know alexis de tocqueville when he was writing uh, on democracy when he was going around post-revolution america he brought that up people take care of themselves they take care of their neighbors communities do that they don't look upon the government to do so and they're not going to go ahead and rob somebody in order to sustain themselves 
it's, you know, bringing back that sense of responsibility between us. Life is not supposed to be easy. It's not supposed to be convenient. Life is about labor. Life is about responsibility and doing what's best for you, your family, and your community. And until we begin to really understand that, you know, we could we could throw people into politics, but more often than not, they're going to become a symptom of the swamp rather than the cure. We are talking to Rimzo W. Martinez, who has just authored the book. is right off the press. It's just like hot donuts. It's something you got to get in your hand and devour. His book is called Stay Away from the Libertarians, but it's really... If you are a libertarian, you're going to eat this thing up like a hot donut. Hey, and Rimso's not done. He's already just turned out this first book, and he's got another one, as I said, already behind him. And if you thought Stay Away from the Libertarians was a good book title, how about this follow-up? How to Succeed in Politics and Other Forms of Devil Worship. I love it. Tell me what that's about. (laughs) Uh, Essentially, the whole book comes down to this big question. How far are you willing to go to succeed to obtain power if it means you lose yourself in the process? And essentially, it's um, it's looking at my time, my, my four and a half years as a political consultant, working for everything from dog cat to U.S. Senate and governor and beyond. And I think that this you know, political consultant class, these politicians are willing to do to basically win by any means. Now, what I have is I have two characters because, you know, it's a historical fiction novel. I have one character that takes place in today's world dealing with, you know, the age of Trump and everything. And then I have, um, you know, we have a throwback character. This is our more nonfiction portion of the story. It's about Governor George C. Wallace. Now, for a lot of people that grew up in America's public education system, when you hear about George Wallace, you think of the, the villain of the segregation movement. You think of just, you know, this backwards creature that. You know, no, he never moved past 1963. But when I began to research George Wallace, who I think is their quintessential politician, what I see is a very flawed man who went through a large amount of pain in his life. And after he made a ton of mistakes, had to go ahead and seek salvation. What I do is I go ahead and I take off the veneer of his political career and I really show what went into these decisions. George Wallace started out as a very progressive judge. He was a circuit judge in Alabama at the time from the town of Cleo. And he was, you know, he, he was an advocate for the poor. He was an advocate for struggling black Alabamians. And when he first ran for governor, he received the nomination of the NAACP of all people. So what takes that person and what makes them into a segregationist? What makes them into someone who's the bane of our American existence? It had to be a bunch of decisions where he had to choose between what's right and what's going to help me achieve power. And later on in his life, past 1963 through his two presidential campaigns, 1968 and 1972, he had to decide that again. And by the time he had an opportunity to make a lot of change, he found himself shot in Laurel, Maryland, confined to a wheelchair, and his political authority and influence starting to sway. So when you took away the politics, when you took away his ability to walk, what do you have? You have a man that asks a lot of questions. That's the story that I want to talk about, that salvation story, how we need to Christ in his life, how we need the forgiveness of those he hurt, and his attempt to tell people politics is not worth succeeding in if you lose your soul in the process. Well, you uh, want to put this out there for all of our listeners. What does this 24-year-old from Virginia know about Alabama? Well, he actually graduated from Marion Military Institute in Marion, 
Alabama. So you have your credential check for living in the heart of Dixie. Congratulations, Remzo. Roll Tide. Roll Tide roll. <laughs> roll Tide. Come on. <laughs> Come on. Uh, you got to give some love to MMI now. What, what's their mascot? Oh, the Tigers. Okay. My All right. That's, of course, uh, a town not all that far from Selma, Alabama. So right there in the kind of in the black belt of Alabama and Remzo. I, I hope you get to throughout the South as much as you possibly can. But it sounds like you're too busy riding these days. Again, he's pinned already. You can go check it out right now. Stay away from the Libertarians. And that, again, you just had a book signing the other day in the D.C. area at a Barnes & Noble. That's why I found out you had penned this book. And I was like, what? And I I meant that in a very positive way, Remzo. And you've already got one coming out in August called How to Succeed in Politics and Other Forms of Devil Worship. The author, Remzo W. Martinez, son of the colonel, the great Remzo Martinez, his father, a great friend of mine. And I cannot thank you for what you're doing, writing these books. How can we find your books? How can we support you? Well, everything is available through Barnes & Noble online and Amazon.com. And for all my social media, everything I do, my show, my articles, and everything else, it's as simple as rwmartinez.com. That's rwmartinez.com. All right. And again, tell us a little bit more about your podcast. I've heard you mention that. Yeah, so it's uh, it's the Rumsdale Martinez experience where I take our um, you know interesting and experienced people from all walks of life, and what we do is we discuss the irreverent topics of today, everything ranging from culture to politics. Okay. So that's on uh, weekly through iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play. If you know how the internet works, it's easily found, folks. It's just the Remso Martinez experience. Well, have your people call my people and see if you can't find a guy named John Rawl and get him on your show sometimes on the Remso. Sound, sounds familiar. Yeah, sounds get, familiar. get him on the Remso <laughs> Martinez experience. And uh, before we let you go, since you are a, a Virginian who spent some time in Alabama, what's your favorite thing about the South when it comes to being a libertarian? You know, this might sound a bit trite, but it's just the kind, the, the kindness of people. I've moved from coast to coast, up and down this great country of ours. And while, you know, I'm, I'm blessed to be an American, I'm more blessed to be Southern by the grace of God. <laughs> Getting to grow up in Virginia and spend time in Alabama. I, you know, I love my country, but I'm a little bit partial to Virginia. I love it. Well, that is great. Remzo, congratulations on all your success again. We encourage you to go look out at his website or go to Amazon and the other sites like Barnes & Noble and find out more and check out this up-and-coming author and libertarian. RWMartinez.com is the website. Thank you for coming on the Y'all Show, sir. John, God bless, and thanks again. Appreciate it. We will come right back on Y'all and switch from talking about books to talking about the Southeastern Conference. Remzo just said roll tie. We'll find out what's going on in T-Town and everything else related to the SEC. Plus, later in the hour, we're going to have a special soundbite. We've got George Edmondson, known as Mr. Two-Bits. I had a chance to interview him about 11 years ago, and he just died last week. At the age of 97, the Florida Gators super fan who would go out and cheer in the swamp before football games and we're going to let you hear that as this hour winds down more of the y'all show is coming up blue star medicated ointment gets five star reviews from our loyal users for fast relief of the pain and itch of almost any skin irritation blue star soothes insect bites and fungal infections it really works on the summer rashes i get every year i had psoriasis on my elbows blue star worked wonders amazing stuff 
smear a bit on and the itch is gone. Look for the white box with the blue star in the first aid section. Feel Blue Star work fast or your money back. Credit products are issued by WebBank. Member FDIC rates and terms vary based on credit history. Amazon is not a sponsor of this promotion. Offer valid for loan products 90 days after today. Other restrictions apply. See website for details. How do I feel? Awesome. Like a huge weight has been lifted off my shoulders. Hundreds of thousands of people are discovering the relief of a fixed-rate debt consolidation loan through Avant. I paid off all my credit cards, and now I just have one easy monthly payment with Avant. And I don't have to worry about the rates going up. Avant offers you access to unsecured debt consolidation loans from $2,000 to $35,000. When I saw Avant was accredited by the Better Business Bureau, I knew that was the company for me. Do you know how good it feels to only worry about one monthly payment? Experience the relief of a debt consolidation loan through Avant. Plus, get a free $50 Amazon gift card after your first payment is made on time. To check your loan options and get this free offer, go to Avant.com and enter code 5252 when applying. Avant.com code 5252. That's Avant.com code 5252. You're catering a wedding, and the bride says, Everyone is raving about the hors d'oeuvres. My aunt was asking if you do corporate events. Now is the time when the right business card is essential, and Vistaprint can help. Head to Vistaprint.com, and you can customize 500 cards starting at just $9.99. You choose the paper, the shape, and the finish. Whatever your style, create a card that gives you the confidence to own the now. So head to Vistaprint.com and get 500 business cards starting at $9.99. Use promo code 2424 at checkout. That's Vistaprint.com, promo code 2424. Eight zero three eight one six eleven seventy. That is the number to catch us here on the Y'all Show. Welcome back to the Y'all Show. It's our SEC spotlight and War Eagle to all the Auburn faithful. There's a reason why we're playing Auburn, and I'll tell you in just a minute. When for all of our Auburn listeners and to all our Auburn and Alabama listeners in the heart of Dixie. Hey, you're getting the SEC Media Days back next week. Yeah, it went to Atlanta last year, but it's going to be back in Hoover, and it's going to start on Monday. Can y'all believe it? SEC Media Days 2019, and we have the complete schedule, and we'll relay it. And next week, by the way, on the Y'all Show, we'll have audio from all the coaches. So you're going to be inundated with SEC talk all of next week when that goes on in the Birmingham area. Now, coming up on Monday at SEC Media Days, you'll have three coaches, Dan Mullen of Florida, Ed Orgeron of LSU, Barry Odom of the Missouri Tigers on the first day. Then on Tuesday, July 16th, Kirby Smart goes to the podium, as well as Matt Luke of the Mississippi Land Sharks, Jeremy Pruitt of the Tennessee Vols, and Jimbo Fisher of the Aggies of Texas A&M. On Wednesday, July 17th, the great Nick Saban of the Alabama Crimson Tide makes his appearance. You'll also have on the Wednesday, July 17th appearance, Arkansas coach Chad Morris, as well as Mississippi State coach Joe Moorhead and Will Muschamp of the South Carolina Fighting Gamecocks. And on the final day in Hoover, a couple of coaches, Gus Malzahn of those Auburn Tigers, he'll be at the podium, as well as Mark Stoops of Kentucky and Vanderbilt head football coach 
Derek Mason. Now, some of the players attending SEC Media Days, Alabama is going to send the quarterback to a talk viola. Got some news on him in just a second. He's going to be representing the Tide. Arkansas is going to send a couple of players. McTelvin Agam is one of them. He's a defensive lineman and a senior for the Hogs. The Auburn Tigers is going to send defensive tackle Derek Brown and defensive end Marlon Davidson to the fun in Beham. The Florida Gators are sending QB Felipe Franks. He's a junior this year, and he'll be representing the orange and blue. The Georgia Bulldogs are stealing a chapter from Florida. They're sending their quarterback, Jake Fromm, the junior, will be at SEC Media Days. Defensive back J.R. Reed also showing up in Alabama for the fun. Lynn Bowden Jr. from the Kentucky Wildcats will be joined by Cash Daniel and Logan Sternberg there at the SEC Media Days. The Bayou Bengals of LSU, quarterback Joe Burrow, the transfer from Ohio State, he'll be representing the purple and gold in Atlanta in Birmingham rather. And he'll be joined by Lloyd Cushenberry, the center guy, the center quarterback exchange happening this time at the SEC Media Days. The Land Sharks in Mississippi will have their freshman quarterback, Matt Corral, the California kid who only got to play, I think, in two games last year, but because of the whole new rules of college football, he's still considered a freshman and he'll be representing the red and blue in Birmingham. Also, you'll have senior offensive lineman Alex Givens representing the Sharks. Mississippi State's going to have tied in Farrad Green and Errol Thompson, a linebacker, among their representatives in Hoover. Missouri's going to have quarterback Kelly Bryant. Interesting to see him. He'll be a senior this year, and you probably have never heard of him as he's been kind of a backup as they've had a very talented quarterback at Missouri the last few years, but he's going to get his shot this year. Among the players for the Gamecocks will be Jake Bentley, and he still seems like a high school kid to me, but he'll be in his senior year in Columbia guiding the Gamecocks, and he'll be joined among the Gamecock players by Brian Edwards, a wide receiver for Will Muschamp. The Tennessee Vols will have Jarrett Garantano, the quarterback for UT. He'll be there, and Daryl Taylor will be one of the players alongside him in Hoover. The Aggies of Texas M will have quarterback Kellen Mond and Braden Mann representing them and then finally the Vanderbilt Commodores Jared Pinckney a tight end and Kashawn Vaughn a running back will be one of their two of their three players present in Hoover for the SEC Media Days 2019 and again we'll be here on the y'all show breaking it all down all next week so you'll enjoy that and as promised we do have an update on Tua Tavola the quarterback for Nick Saban and he recently missed the Manning Passing Academy which happened the other day on the campus of Nickel State in Thibodeau, Louisiana. And he was expected to be the biggest name as part of the Manning Passing Academy, but he will not be in attendance or was not in attendance this year due to a tweaked hamstring, according to one of the news outlets in Alabama. But uh, hopefully he's going to be at Birmingham and not hampered at all by that injury when he shows up next week for SEC Media Days. Now, as promised, some news about the Auburn Tigers, and this is not the best news for Gus Malzahn, as the former quarterback at Auburn, Malik Willis, is going to continue his college football days at Liberty. The Flames are going to pick up this former Auburn signal caller, and he'll be joining the first-year coach there in Virginia, Hugh Freeze, who's guiding the Liberty Flames now, and he'll be entering the transfer portal and he'll have two years of eligibility remaining, and he'll seek a waiver from the NCAA to be eligible to play right away, and probably going to get that. Malik Willis, the former Auburn quarterback now 
going to be appears a liberty flame a transfer news from the florida gator ranks as reserve cornerback brian edwards is transferring from florida he appeared in 18 games in two seasons for uf as a reserve defender and on special teams and it was announced monday on twitter that he will enter the transfer portal he did not uh, take a red shirt season while at florida recorded seven tackles four pass breakups a quarterback hurry and a fumble recovery in 2018 he'll have two seasons of eligibility left that again florida reserve cornerback brian edwards taking his talents away from the swamp in the future now how about according to espn.com under the radar players ready for a breakout season in 2019 and i know y'all probably have a couple of players circled maybe jake Fromm, maybe Tua Tagviola, alabama how about let's go to Rocky Top? This article says that Tennessee's Jarrett Garantano, who threw only three interceptions in 246 attempts, despite playing behind one of the country's worst offensive lines, he just might be poised to be an under the radar player who's going to have a huge 2019 season. I know Tennessee fans are quite ready for that. And again, Jarrett Garantano, he's going to be somebody on the lookout here in 2019. Again, he is a guy that's been around Rocky Top for a a couple of years now. And this year, entering the campaign, he's only going to be a junior. He's still got plenty of quarterback time for UT. And we'll see if he ends up following the article, being that kind of breakout player you, you don't expect. What about... Some of the other SEC East teams. How about the South Carolina Gamecocks? Now, ESPN has come out with a model where they come up with a game-by-game projection for all kinds of teams in college football. But according to thestate.com, we now know from writer Greg Hadley what Will Muschamp's team, according to the ESPN model, what the fighting Gamecocks are expected to do in 2019. Are are y'all ready for this? The ESPN FBI projections for the South Carolina Gamecocks. They start off in Charlotte against North Carolina, and according to the computer, the Gamecocks have a 77.1% chance of winning that game against the Mac Brown-led North Carolina Tar Heels. Then the Gamecocks have Charleston Southern. That's the home opener at Williams-Brice Stadium. And against the Bucks, the Gamecocks have a 99.3% chance of winning. So I think they'll... They'll win that one. So they're saying now that the USC is going to be 2-0 and to start the season. Then up next on the schedule, the Alabama Crimson Tide come to Columbia for a September date. And sorry, Gamecock fans, the computer says that you only have a 17.5% chance of winning that game against Nick Saban and Tua. Okay, so you just might have to take the loss on that one. The Gamecocks then play at Missouri, where they have a 41% chance of winning that. Hey, it says they've got a 74.5% chance of beating Kentucky, something Carolina has not done in like five years. So that would be a welcome sign if Will Muschamp gets a win over the Kentucky Wildcats midway through the season. Then the SEC East rival in Georgia, they're on the road in Athens, 20.1% chance of winning that one according to the espn model the florida gators that's a 42.3 percent chance of winning then they're on rocky top against tennessee that's a 37 percent chance of winning that one home against vanderbilt 77 percent the appalachian state mountaineers come to columbia 86 percent chance of winning that one at texas a&m 
That's 26.2%. And then the home, uh, actually regular season finale against the defending national champion Clemson Tigers. Sadly, Gamecock fans, you have a 14.9% chance of winning that one. Is that the lowest number all year? It is. Alabama was 17.5. Clemson, 14.9. So it ain't looking good for Gamecock fans this year. And I guess if the numbers pan out, Gamecock fans are expected to finish, what, 7-5? and five? Did I count that up right? Looks like a typical year in the must-champ dynasty. If the Gamecock fans end up following this model to to the projection, they'll They'll be in a bowl, but not a great year, and that's not what Gamecock fans want, especially when their arch-rival, the Clemson Tigers, are the national champions for the second time in like four years. Geesh, rough goings, Gamecock fans. Well, we now know, according to CBS Sports, they've done a great job of evaluating hot seat rankings. The coaches throughout college football, who is most likely to be on the hot seat, and when we look at the SEC, here is something really cool. They, they've got a rating, and it's based on a bunch of different factors. But Alabama, the rating is 0 to 5, 5 being that they're going to be fired, 0 meaning untouchable, okay? And according to their list, three coaches in all of football are already at the number 5 ranking. But it ain't Nick Saban. Nick Saban – Five being likely to be gone sometime this year, and zero being no way. Nick Saban's got a big fat zero on his ranking of hot seat. Chad Morris is at a two. Auburn's Gus Malzahn, I can't figure out if he's at a three or a two. There's some conflict there about the Auburn football coach there with his projection of if he's going to be able to stick around. Dan Mullen, he's at a one. He had a very good first year in Gainesville, and I can see why he would be one. Kirby Smart is also, like like Nick Saban, he's at a solid zero in this hot seat ranking. That makes a lot of sense. Mark Stoops, he's at a solid two. That makes a lot of sense as he's turned that program around, it appears. Ed Orgeron's also at a two. Now, LSU fans were hoping that would be more like a five, probably. But Coach O, hey, he beat UCF. You got to give him credit. Mississippi head football coach Matt Luke, he shows up on this list, and he and the Sharks are at number two. Mississippi State, the Dogs' Joe Moorhead is at one on this list. Barry Odom of Mizzou is a two. And when you keep checking other SEC teams on the list, you have the South Carolina Gamecock, Will Muschamp, is a one. That's a little surprising that he would be there with that particular ranking tennessee's head football coach jeremy pruitt is a two texas a&m's jimbo fisher one jimbo had a darn good first year in coaching the aggies and then i think vanderbilt's last sec team i haven't covered Derek mason is moving up he's right there at a three in this listing again from cbssports.com and their analysts there dennis dodd the 2019 college football hot seat rankings five being not good zero untouchable so we know some of these coaches have some work to do let's get you some sec basketball news before we 
get out of here. Florida power forward Isaiah Stokes, the younger brother of Tennessee standout Jarnell Stokes, is transferring after two years of injuries and inconsistency. He's entered his name into the NCAA transfer portal this week, one week after former Virginia Tech forward Kerry Blackshear Jr. decided to join Florida as a graduate transfer. And Blackshear, who averaged 14.9 points per game and 7.5 rebounds per game last season, is eligible to play immediately and would have limited Isaiah Stokes' playing time. And so Isaiah taking his talent elsewhere. I wonder if there's a chance he could be playing for the Tennessee Vols when the dust settles. We shall find out. And that is a look at all things SEC. Well, sort of. We still have some SEC talk to get to. When we come back, sadly, last week, we lost George Edmondson at the age of 97. He was Mr. Two Bits. And if you're a Florida Gator fan, you know who I'm talking about. If you've been to a game at the Swamp, at least in the last 50 years, you know who I'm talking about, Mr. Two Bits. And I had a great chance to interview him 11 years ago, back in 2008. And I did that. And you're going to get to hear a portion of that 2008 interview on Citadel Grayline, a show I've hosted for a lot of years. And we're going to have a fun discussion with George Edmondson, Mr. Two Bits. That is up next in our SEC Spotlight. You do not want to miss it. Go Gators. Johnny got a toy golf set when he was three. And from that day on, he was hooked. All he wanted to do was golf, golf, golf. He'd be on the links before school, after school. All he ever wanted was to go pro. And then, one day... When he was holding his grandson and thinking about his 12 handicap, Johnny realized it just might not happen for him. But you know what did happen for him? He switched to Geico and saved a bunch of money on car insurance. So that was good, and so was hanging out with his grandson. You're catering a wedding, and the bride says, Everyone is raving about the hors d'oeuvres. My aunt was asking if you do corporate events. Now is the time when the right business card is essential, and Vistaprint can help. Head to Vistaprint.com, and you can customize 500 cards starting at just $9.99. You choose the paper, the shape, and the finish. Whatever your style, create a card that gives you the confidence to own the now. So head to Vistaprint.com and get 500 business cards starting at $9.99. Use promo code 2424 at checkout. That's Vistaprint.com, promo code 2424. This is Shaq for Icy Hot, and I got a few words about pain. See, pain thinks it can overpower you, overwhelm you, but it obviously doesn't know you. You're not backing down from pain, because Icy Hot's got your back. Icy to dull pain, and hot to relax it away. So you can get back to running, throwing, kicking, swimming, cycling, crossfit, you name it. Because pain does not get the final word. You do. Icy Hot. Rise from pain. Use as directed.
final segment of our y'all show here on this thursday and it's our sec spotlight continuing on and you hear their orange and blue for the florida gators last week george edmondson died in the sunshine state at the age of 97 years old he was a florida native and worked i think in insurance for a long time in the tampa area and George Edmondson was known as Mr. Two-Bits. He began cheering for the Florida Gators way, way back in like 1950. And in 2008, he hung it up. He decided to stop doing the Mr. Two-Bits cheer before Florida football games there at Florida Field in Gainesville. And the week that he retired, I had a chance to interview him. It was a game, that final game that he did Mr. Two-Bits was against the Citadel Bulldogs. His alma mater, my alma mater. And I had a chance to interview him on Citadel Grayline. That is a weekly show that we do during football season for the Citadel Bulldogs. And we're going to go back to 2008 for that interview that I did with Mr. Edmondson and how he kind of got started doing Mr. Two-Bits. So what a great Southern gentleman. And he devoted decades of time cheering on the Florida Gators. Hopefully you'll enjoy that. You'll get to know more about Mr. Two-Bits as, again, Mr. Edmondson died last week at the age of 97. Here's our interview from 11 years ago. Back in 1949, when I moved back to Tampa from coming back from the service, friend of mine had tickets, and he said, you want to go to a game in Gainesville? I said, yeah. So we went up to Gainesville, and oddly enough, we were playing the Citadel, my old alma mater. And uh, they were, Florida was bad back in those days. They were booing the team and booing the players, coaches, and I said, you know, I'm going to cheer for these kids. They're just trying their best out there, even though they were playing against my alma mater. And uh, I started uh, cheering, two bits, four bits, six bits a dollar off for the Gators, stand up and holler. I got eight or ten people, and the next time, 20, 30. And down through the months and years, it's built up to what it is today. And uh, in the swamp, I lead the cheers from the middle of the field and lead 90,000 people. And it's very exhilarating. Uh, this is 60 years ago this year. And oddly enough, the University of Florida, which I have adopted, plays the Citadel the next weekend on the twenty. Uh, 20- first or 22nd and that will be 60 years of cheering and i'm gonna hang it up and someone asked me the other day who are you going to be rooting for (laughs) i said well my heart is with the citadel i sympathize with them but i'm gonna be rooting for the gators (laughs) the reason i got started cheering for the gators they were so bad and people were booing them they're not booing them today. The Gators are flying high, so they really don't need uh, somebody like me. I felt real gratified to look back on these years to feel that I had some part in changing the momentum to a positive rather than a negative feeling all these years. Mm-hmm. Now, I talked about your yellow shirt. You have a sort of a wardrobe that you've worn all these years, and that consists of, a, I think, a button-down Oxford yellow shirt 
and a navy blue uh, Florida Gators tie and seersucker pants, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, John, you're <laughs> you're right. Back in those days at football games, the guys all wore shirts and ties and coats, and the ladies wore high heels and hose and dresses, and the motor dress at a football game was a little more formal than it is today. And back then, I wore a yellow shirt and a gator tie. It was a good combination. And as times changed, and the motor dress relaxed a little bit, and then they went into tennis shoes and shorts, I just kept wearing the yellow shirt. And uh, oddly enough, it uh, it was wound up to be my uniform. And how many of those yellow shirts do you have? I have uh, several. In <laughs> fact, uh, uh, many years ago at Christmas time, I got a package in the mail, and I uh, unwrapped it, and it was a yellow shirt, a yellow Oxford button-down shirt. And there was no name in it, but uh, it was a young lady that sent me a yellow shirt for Christmas. We want to thank you for coming on our show, Mr. Edmondson, and wish you the best. Now, one thing I've intentionally held off uh, during this interview with you is I haven't made you do the two-bitch cheer in the same excited voice that you would do at a game. Do you mind doing that and maybe even substituting uh, all for the Gators, maybe substituting with all for the Citadel? Well, I can I can probably do that. All I right. usually start out with my whistle, which I don't have at the moment is too loud on the phone anyway sure. but I, I start out two bits four bits six bits a dollar all for the citadel and up in the dollar taking you back to 2008 for our interview with george edmondson mr two bits the florida gator super fan and again if you aren't familiar with florida's tradition mr two bits would go out in front of the crowd before a football game would commence at Florida Field and do that two-bitch cheer, and all the Gator fans would be so excited. And he died last week at age 97. Our thoughts go out to his family and to Gator Nation. And it was a pleasure to play that interview again. That was done back in 2008, the week that he retired as Mr. Two-Bits. And he was an alumnus of the Citadel, and that's why we did that interview on Citadel Grayline because he went there, I went there, and we had him on the Citadel show because the Citadel played Florida in 2008, and that was his last game of doing Mr. Two Bits. Pretty neat to hear that from Mr. Edmondson. Well, that will conclude our y'all show today. Thank y'all very much for listening. We will be right back here tomorrow with an all-new show, and we'll have the latest on the hurricane tropical storm situation brewing off the gulf of mexico again if you're listening to us in that area please stay tuned to your local television or radio stations and find out what the latest is we've got you in our thoughts and we want the best for the gulf south so we'll be back here on friday to wrap it all up for the week thank you all for listening to the y'all show with john rawl we'll see you tomorrow Blue Star medicated ointment works fast to relieve the pain and itch of almost any skin irritation. It's amazing. It's like as soon as you put it on, you can feel it working. We've had Blue Star in the family for years. It works on everything. 
I love the cooling sensation on my athlete's foot. What a relief for my eczema. Nothing worked on my dry crack skin until I tried Blue Star. Blue Star is great for scalp itch. Look for the white box with the Blue Star in the first aid section. Feel Blue Star work fast or your money back. Credit products are issued by WebBank. Member FDIC rates and terms vary based on credit history. Amazon is not a sponsor of this promotion. Offer valid for loan products 90 days after today. Other restrictions apply. See website for details. How do I feel? Awesome. Like a huge weight has been lifted off my shoulders. Hundreds of thousands of people are discovering the relief of a fixed-rate debt consolidation loan through Avant. I paid off all my credit cards, and now I just have one easy monthly payment with Avant. And I don't have to worry about the rates going up. Avant offers you access to unsecured debt consolidation loans from $2,000 to $35,000. When I saw Avant was accredited by the Better Business Bureau, I knew that was the company for me. Do you know how good it feels to only worry about one monthly payment? Experience the relief of a debt consolidation loan through Avant. Plus, get a free $50 Amazon gift card after your first payment is made on time. To check your loan options and get this free offer, go to Avant.com and enter code 5252 when applying. Avant.com code 5252. That's Avant.com code 5252. You're catering a wedding, and the bride says, Everyone is raving about the hors d'oeuvres. My aunt was asking if you do corporate events. Now is the time when the right business card is essential, and Vistaprint can help. Head to Vistaprint.com, and you can customize 500 cards starting at just $9.99. You choose the paper, the shape, and the finish. Whatever your style, create a card that gives you the confidence to own the now. So head to Vistaprint.com and get 500 business cards starting at $9.99. Use promo code 2424 at checkout. That's Vistaprint.com, promo code 2424.